Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming in. A lot going on right now. We're just getting a lot of breaking news here on this Thursday night. Welcome in. If you're tuning into the live show, South Sports Live, I am Live on your Twitter slash Periscope. Also live on YouTube and Facebook. You can find me all those places. Maybe you're just listening on the South Sports and Stuff podcast. And if that's the case, you probably didn't catch the live show on Thursday because I repopulate the audio and put it on the podcast and put that out there on Thursday night into Friday. So let's get you caught up on what's going on here on the breaking news. we got a couple of guests coming on today, uh, tonight. One of them is Dean Marlowe, Bill Safety. Uh, another one is going to be Eric, I hope I say his name right, Bacharach, actually. Sounds like the, the game, Bacharach. But he's from the Tennessean. We'll get his thoughts on everything that's going on as well. And, yes, I am wearing my Yankees cap tonight, trying to give some good mojo for the Yanks to keep this thing going against the um, Tampa Bay Rays. All right, so here's what we have, the latest right now. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Bills and the Titans will now play on Tuesday night he says 6 o'clock. It has not been clarified if that is Central Time or Eastern Time. I believe that will be Eastern Time because Nashville is in the Central Time Zone. However, we don't have clarification on that yet. Also, if there are more positive tests, like tomorrow morning, basically, when you're listening to Howard and Jeremy on WGR, tomorrow morning, right during the 8 o'clock hour, that's when we usually find out if there are more tests. The tests that are taken today are then basically the results come in tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And that's when you'll get someone like Diana Rossini or Tom Pelissero or someone like that, who basically tells you exactly what's going on. If there are no more positive tests coming out of Tennessee, that game between the Bills and Titans, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, will be played on Tuesday. Like I said, I believe it's seven Eastern, six Central, but we're unclear on that. And then the Bills Chiefs game, which is scheduled for Thursday night in Orchard Park, primetime Thursday night game, that would then be moved to Sunday, time to be determined, I suppose. And this is all happening right now. Maybe somebody has it. Well, you could talk about it in the chat box or whatever, but I don't I don't have that in front of me right now. Maybe it's happening as we're talking live on the air here. So trying to juggle a lot of different things. So, so here's the other situation, though. If they do have more positive tests in Tennessee, and we hear that tomorrow, if there are no more positive tests, it's going to Tuesday so the Titans can reopen their facility and the Bills and Chiefs will play that on Sunday instead of Thursday. Woo, so confusing. If there are more positive tests tomorrow, or even the next day, I guess, because they haven't opened yet and they need two days of negatives, if there are more positives, the game is going to be postponed in some way. I don't know when they plan on making that up, but the Bills and Chiefs then would still be on on Thursday night. That's what we're hearing. That's what we're getting from Adam Schefter. I just put a story up at our website, WGR550.com. You can check that out as well. There's a lot going on here. I, I think one of the things I'm reading online as all this is going is it sucks. You're going to lose a primetime game. As, as Mike says, I'll show right here. Mike says sucks. We're going to lose praying for more positives. John, 
whoa, don't say that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you would say something like that. All right. So we lose a primetime game because another peeing can't follow the rules. Hope all is well. Thank you, Jason. Cleve Hill graduate right there. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I agree with that. But here's Mike. There it sucks we lose a primetime game. Well, you actually get one too, maybe. You're going to get one on Tuesday night. <laughs> I mean, 7 o'clock, it's going to be primetime. Here's the thing I, I want to tell everybody. I get all of this sucks. I do. I think the most important thing is get the Bills playing football. They're playing really well right now. And whether that Chiefs game, I agree with you. I'd love to be broadcasting a Thursday night game. I'd love to be on the sidelines, or in my case, in the moat, <laughs> on a Thursday night game right now. I'd love for that to happen. But the reality is, it's probably not going to happen. It, it, the reality is that what's most important is just playing football. Playing football and hopefully keeping this you know great season the Bills have alive and going. I get why everybody's upset. Totally get it. And I think you have every right to be mad at the Tennessee Titans for putting the Buffalo Bills and other teams in this situation. But at the same time, I think the ultimate goal here for everybody, for the NFL, for all of us, for fans, is to get football in and to play football. And, and I'm hearing and I'm reading, well, then the Bills are at a disadvantage to preparing for the Chiefs. Yes, that's right. But that happens every week in the league, every week towards the end of the year, especially when teams play on Saturday nights and things like that. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot to sift through, like I said. and. Adam Schefter had the story. You can read it at our website, WGR550.com. It is Bills Titans move to Tuesday, provided there are no more positive tests. If there are, they'll scrub that game, postpone it, do something with it, and then they'll still play the Chiefs game on Thursday night. If they have to move the Bills game on to Tuesday night against the Titans, the Chiefs game then goes to Sunday. It's a lot to think about, and it's a lot to basically take in as we go forward here tonight. In the meantime, I'm going to add – Right now, Bill Safety Dean Marlowe to the show. Hey, Dean, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, Sal? How you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much for joining me. I mean, uh, I, I don't want you to have to necessarily comment on the news since it's not official from the team yet, but we are seeing reports that you guys could possibly be playing on Tuesday night. You know, when you see something like that and you really don't know what your situation is, what goes through your head, how do you have to prepare mentally? Um, like, Coach McDermott does a great job at just keeping us focused at the task at hand. And um, we've we've been preparing like we we're playing on Sunday, and um, just everything's out of our control. You know, only thing that we control is uh, the present day that there is for practice and meetings and and stuff. So we just we're, we're obviously we're all aware of it, and um, you know, this is our job, this is our livelihood, and you know, we're we're taking every approach as a team, and we trust our um, our our coaches, our general managers, and the NFL that they'll make the best decision for our team, and that yeah and and go back to that since the offseason really i've been super impressed with how the entire organization has handled everything from brandon bean to sean mcdermott to all you guys it just seems like it's full steam ahead you don't let distractions really get in the way here even going back to having the infectious disease control plan in place before any other team basically it seems like sean mcdermott and brandon bean are on top of everything and you've seen that firsthand Yes, they, they do a good job at, to relay the message of anything that's going on, whether it's the, the whole COVID pandemic thing going on or, you know, something going on in the organization or just families. Anything that goes on, you know, they, they have our best interest and they do everything they can to help us. All right, Dean Marlowe, Bill Safety joining me. I, I didn't want to have to talk about all this stuff because it is going on, though. We do have to ask you. So let's get into some fun stuff a little bit, okay? First of all, okay. let's tie it into football first. I did some research. You are you are the longest tenured player on the Bills with Sean McDermott. You were with him for 15 and 16 in Carolina, and then you come to Buffalo. So nobody on the team has been with him concurrently for five years. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. What is it about 
him or the defense or your situation that you, you know, stuck around with Buffalo in that? Um, just start going back to my rookie year, you know, um, Sean has always um, looked looked at me as, you know, a stand-up guy and, um, you know, a great player, um, a good guy on and off the field. Um, and he just – every time we actually have a conversation, he always tells me that it's, it's so great to see you grow off the field as a man, getting married, yeah. um, and, you know, growing on the field and and just seeing your play just, just – you know, skyrocket from, you know, when you were a rookie, a second year dude, battling your injuries, actually having the mental toughness to fight, you know, through those, through those things and coming back now. And, you know, um, knock on wood, I've been injury free uh, ever since then. And it's, it's just, I, mean, I, I don't know, we were actually a couple of teammates, we were talking about it and we were just like, you've been with Sean the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, hear. it's been, it's been a, it's been a while, and he's just someone that's a part of my career. I, I, that's how I just I take it as, and he's helped me. He's navigated me through the ways of, you know, the good and bad times with everything. And um, he's an awesome guy to just, you know, talk to when you need to talk to about uh, family issues or just just something going on in your life. Or you know, he's he's a, a football guru, man. That guy that guy knows everything uh, when it comes to ball. And if you have any problems with that or questions with that, he he can help you. You went to James Madison, uh, former Buffalo Bills player Arthur Motes, also from James Madison. Uh, he used to do – I used to do a TV show with him, actually. Do you know Arthur at all? I do know Arthur. <laughs> I do know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, – um, He was he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, he was in Pittsburgh when I was uh, when I was in Carolina. And then when I got here to Buffalo, I think he was just finishing up his, his uh, career in, uh, yep. in Pittsburgh. And um, – He's a, he's an awesome dude, awesome dude, and um, I, he actually graduated the year before I came in to James right. Madison. So I never played with him, never got to meet him at JMU, but I was able to meet him uh, my rookie year when we played against Pittsburgh. Yeah, we he, uh, he he did a great job in the media. Is that something that you're you're a great speaker? Every time we talk, we have good conversations. Uh, is that something you've ever thought of of doing something after your career is over? Um, yeah, I mean, those those things are actually just fun to me. You know, like you actually get to to sit there and, and talk ball and, you know, and talk about, you know, people that you and, and network. Uh, just mm -hmm. it's, I never actually like really thought like this is something that I want to do, but if the opportunity pre definitely presents itself, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back down from it. Bill safety D Marla joining me here on South sports live. Also the South sports and stuff podcast. All right. Now, when I was in high school, now I got to tell you, I'm going to brag a little bit. I was, I was a safety. I was a wide receiver. I was a good player, but <laughs> I was too small to play uh, in the NFL. Okay, Dean, that, that's really what it is. So, But I played at Cleveland Hill High School where you had some workouts, and I still have my Cleveland Eagle, all right? That's where you went to work out. And I want to know, did some of that championship mojo rub off on you on that Cleveland Hill turf? <laughs> hey, we had a couple of the DVs that stayed in Buffalo throughout the offseason. And, you know, it's – I um. I'm located downtown. A lot of the guys you know, are located in Orchard Park, but um, I mean, I appreciate everything that Cleveland Hill High School did for us during that time and letting us use the field and stuff. And you know, we 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 did everything we can at that field. And and maybe you know, maybe you have uh, some some football luck that we 
Well, <laughs> I'll tell you how old, I, it I, how old I am. It was grass. It wasn't turf when I played back in the day. Okay. It was a, but it's a nice facility. No, it really is. There's really good people there. And, and um, Dan Evans, you know, your director of it, he's a Cleve Hill guy. Uh, one of the team doctors from Cleve Hill. Um, you know, you have another guy, um, okay. Matt Hunter from the, from the stadium at work, but it's just a nice fraternity. I just wanted to, you know, give a shout out to my school though, because it was really cool. It's just cool to see you guys at, that school is so so small, and to have you guys working out, and I'm glad you were able to do that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. All right, so in high school yourself, I read you ran track and you played baseball. What what position did you play in baseball? I was a pitcher, and I played uh, shortstop in center field. W were you good? Were you good? I imagine you were really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so growing up, I played uh, baseball when I was started when I was five years old, and I pitched. I played shortstop. I really wasn't a center fielder. And then as I got older, I was more of a pitcher. I, I kind of was a reserve uh, center fielder, but more just shortstop and pitch. Right. Um, because I played quarterback in high school and I was able to throw really well. Um, and when I got to high school by my freshman year, just I played and it just, I was good, but I just didn't feel that passion that I have for football, you know? And um, going into my, my sophomore year of high school, I just told, you know, my family, my friends, I was like, you know what, I just, I'm going to focus more on football. I'm going to just do what I can to, to get bigger, stronger, faster, and, you know, be elite. And I actually didn't start running track until my senior year, which I totally regret right. now, because I mean, if I, if I would have been running track since I was a freshman in high school, I mean, I probably would have been twice as fast as I am now. What um, events did you do in track? What events did you run? I long jumped, nice. I ran the four by one, and I ran the two hundreds. So my wow. two hundred times, my two hundred times were usually about twenty one nine, twenty two, which was was pretty good for a guy that just threw, right. thrown himself in the track. And I think in long jump, I would I would jump maybe about like a seventeen, maybe eighteen, which was for a senior a senior in high school is is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but just I didn't have the technique. I was just out there jumping. I didn't get my hips forward and extend my legs. Like I didn't learn any of that until uh, later. But um, yeah, those those two sports, man. I I really, I mean, I, I grew up playing basketball too. But you know, I was so small when I was in high school, and I I just like you know what? I'm not gonna even try basketball because I'm I'm five seven going into high school. I don't even want to try it. <laughs> but I played when I was younger. When did you have a growth spurt? When did you have a growth spurt? I was going into my junior year of high school. So about 15, 16 years old, I grew from like 5'11 to probably about 6'1. Wow. Yeah, just like two full, in two full inches maybe in about a year. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, now, I read in your bio a quote. This is an amazing quote. You have your, your favorite quote is, and I'm going to read it to everybody. This is from the, the Bill's Media Guide, the bio. It says, rehabilitation does not occur until the consequences are severe enough. Dude, that is deep. Are you a philosophy major as oh, well? Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that I think that I think that's a quote that just doesn't pertain to football, but just right. you know, pertains to your everyday life. I mean, people don't want to stay proactive in things that they do and they just they always want to act when something happens. And I think, you know, the the best medicine you can take is preventative medicine. And it's like, it's just guiding yourself throughout your life and your everyday, you know, uh, things that you do and just trying to stay ahead of the game and just trying to do things that you can 
uh, be ahead of and, you know, just not worrying about the problems, but anticipating the problems. Sure, and sure. My, my, um, my DB coach in Carolina, my rookie year, would always say to us, he's like, you know, you got guys that are getting hurt that you never see in the training room working on their bodies, but they want to go into the training room when they get hurt. And, you know, guys don't want to uh, study this film or study that, you know, until maybe two or – until they get beat on a play, until they miss five tackles, until they drop five passes. They don't want to start doing this. And right. constantly creating that habit for you is just is just something that I think is – I keep that quote, like, in my head, like, all the time. And I think That's about awesome. it in everything that I do. That's awesome. Um, my wife is a mental health counselor and substance abuse counselor. And that's why that, that, that also spoke to me when I read that, that's pretty cool. That quote about yeah. rehabilitation. That's what she does. She helps people to rehabilitate their lives in a lot of different ways. So that's really cool. All right. I'm, I got about a minute or so left with you. I want to get you out of here. I know you got a lot to do tonight, especially because you're newly married. Uh, what was it like getting married and being a married man? Yeah. Now? It was, it was amazing. Uh, one of the best days of my life. I mean, we did it in the middle of a pandemic, right before everything shut down, we were, it was in Cabo, Mexico, um, March 19th. And I think everything here in Buffalo actually shut down that week while we were in uh, Cabo. Cause we had some friends here reaching out to us um, that things were closed. But actually a couple of friends that my wife is really cool with here were actually here in Buffalo and they didn't travel to the wedding because you know, everything was just a mess. Uh, but it, it, was, it was great. I mean, we had a, a big crowd, but we had a lot of people, you know, cancel within 48 hours uh, due to, you know, what was yeah. going on. And it's totally understandable. Like, we, we understood every aspect of it. I mean, like, this is something that I don't think anybody has ever experienced before. But, uh, you know, the, the wedding happened. We, we had to leave as soon as possible. Uh, maybe I think we left two days after we were going to spend the week there. Um, and we came back here and then we got into quarantine <laughs> for three right. months. And, and, and after that, it's just like things just, you know, started opening back up slowly and all this, this, this stuff going on. But, you know, we, it was, it happened at the perfect time and, you know, we enjoyed every aspect of it. I'm sure. All right. Two quick questions for you. I'll get you out of here. Number one, if I put your, um, if I put your iPod or your music, whatever you use iPhone on shuffle, what is the most likely artist or group to come up? You're probably going to, you're probably going to see a little bit of future. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you might, you might see, uh, Oh man. Like I'm for, for me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that lit, I have some pop music. I have some R and B music. I have some hip hop music, some rap music. So like, I mean, you might not even know. I don't. I don't know. But honestly, I'm in the car right now, uh, just getting home uh, from actually getting a haircut, and <laughs> what's on my uh, screen is Future. So awesome. if you go through the shuffle stuff, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things, and you know, I'm, I'm the. Very, I'm, very when it, when it, yeah. When it comes I'm to the music, I just yeah. I'm. I listen to everything. All right. Final question. Everybody wants to know this. What is it like to tackle Derrick Henry? You started last year against the Titans, so you know what it's like. What is it like to tackle Derrick Henry? He's a big dude, man. I mean, he he's he's Tremaine Edmonds size at running back. <laughs> right, right. And he's he's six five. He's two hundred and fifty pounds. He runs like a deer, and he's just a solid guy. And it's just you gotta for me. I gotta bring all the two hundred and five pounds that I have in me to 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 tackle him. And it's just you know he's he it's crazy because in 
that he's just so unique, you know, just his running style and how fast he is and how quick he is. And people think because he's so big, oh, well, you know, you can get him. But, he, I mean, he runs he runs really fast too. So it's um it's going to be a challenge for us. And, you know, we're, we're, we're looking definitely uh, forward to that. Hey, Dean, thanks, man. All the best. Glad to talk to you again. I know we don't get our chance to see you in the locker room, but it was nice to catch up with you again, buddy. It's no, no problem. Thanks, Sal. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. And uh, go Cleve Hill Eagles, baby. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> yes, have a good night. All right. You too. Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right. That is Dean Marlowe, Buffalo Bills Safety. We're going to get to our next guest, and I'm going to say his name, hopefully right. It's Eric Bacharach. Eric, uh, Eric, am I saying your name? Is it uh, Bacharach? You were you were pretty pretty close there, Sal. It's Bacharach. Bacharach. Okay. Thank I you very much. All kinds of versions. So that, that was, I'd say 95% right. All right, cool. Well, you know what? My name Capaccio, a lot of people get that wrong <laughs> as well. So, uh, so we're, we have that in common. All right, let's start with the, with the news tonight from Adam Schefter. You know, what are you hearing on your end from Tennessee, from the Titan side of things? Has this been confirmed? I don't think we've got anything from the bills on this yet. And what do you make of the news of no more, if there's no more positives over the next couple of days, they're going to move the game to Tuesday. If there are positives, they'll not play the game or I should say postpone it to another date. Right. Uh, so far, I have not confirmed this through the Titans myself. Obviously, the news is, is fresh. Just a few minutes ago, Schefter came out with that report. You know, listen, uh, the past 10 days, eight of those days, the Titans have returned um, positive COVID tests. So, you know, you think about having to get negative tests back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know, that right now that that seems like a tall ask. But then you think about the incubation period, which the CDC says is 14 days. You know, the, the, the outbreak started last Tuesday um, as far as it coming to light. We know Shane Bowen tested positive uh, a, a few days prior to that. You know, so it's it's tricky. You know, I know everyone here in Tennessee has their fingers crossed. Uh, you know, right now the Titans are up to 13 players who have tested positive, 23 uh, team members in total, including 10 personnel, you know, on, on that player list, uh, is, is five starters, uh, nine players on the active roster. So, you know, any way you slice it, the, the Titans are going to be severely handicapped, but, you know, I think just getting to Tuesday would be a major win right now. Yeah. So obviously all the, the news that's coming out about, you know, penalties and things like that. I mean, what, what, right. Have the Titans said anything? Cause normally we get, we will get Mike Vrabel on a Wednesday as the other you know head coach, we're not going to get that this week because they're not even at the facility. Have they come out and said anything about this entire situation and solution? And what are you hearing from an investigation side of things from the NFL? To this point, not not yet. The Titans have not. Um, you know, Mike Vrabel, last time he spoke with us was Tuesday. Uh, both him and John Robinson were not made available today. Obviously, players were not made available. As far as the investigation is going, uh, it, it's ongoing, last I heard, uh, as of Thursday afternoon. Uh, they are looking into the incident that was reported uh, yesterday about a few, a group of Titans players meeting at a local private school here in Nashville. Um, and there was a couple other reported incidents of uh, Titans players gathering. That would have been a day after uh, the, the outbreak came to light. Um, you know, so that, that obviously has uh, protocol violation implications. Uh, from what I've heard from a league source, the Titans were made aware the team of, uh, you know, the, the responsibility not not to go out and gather um, separately, do any in-person activities after uh, the team facility closed uh, last Tuesday and this, this outbreak came to light. So, you know, with that in mind, you would think fines, potential loss of draft, draft picks, all everything right now is on the table. It really kind of depends 
um, you know, on what else the NFL finds, the NFL and uh, NFLPA find in this investigation that is ongoing as of as of today. Do you think that the NFL might somehow make an example out of the Titans? Because it seems like they're maybe looking for, hey, you know, we're going to, we want to make everything happen here. And if one team's responsible, I mean, Mike Florio had, he, his, what he said on the radio tonight in Nashville from what I read was maybe even suspending the head coach and the GM the rest of the year, $10 million fine, loss of a first round pick. I mean, that is, that's the equivalent Dude. to, that's, that's like institutional control, lack of institutional control at the college level. That's what you would see. Yeah, that that would be massive. I I mean, I I don't think it's going to be that big. I, it remains to be seen. But um, you know, it, I think uh, it, it's a fine line between wanting to to make an example of the Titans and also not wanting to impose such um, you know huge uh, punishments so as to encourage teams to you know not want to come forward with with um, you know maybe some violations that aren't as severe. You know, if, if you really bring down the hammer on the things i think in a way you're you're kind of compelling teams you know to to try and maybe cover up some slip-ups here and there i, I think um you know it, it is a fine line between wanting to to crush the titans um and we'll see you know exactly what they're guilty of what the nfl finds uh but also you know just being aware that whatever happens here kind of sets a precedent um and also will have ramifications throughout the league do you think it is unfair to force the Titans to play without practicing so much and also to maybe and or play with such a depleted roster? I mean, I, I do, but that that's that's kind of the nature of a COVID season. You know, it, it wasn't going to be totally fair all the way around. It's certainly not fair, you know, to, to the Steelers, to, to now the Bills. You know, the Steelers have to give up their bye week um, in right. week eight, uh, you know, to facilitate uh, the week three game getting moved to October 25th. So, you know, I think unfairness is kind of going to um, uh, abound, you know, this year and especially in this situation. Uh, you know, if if the game is played on Tuesday, theoretically the Titans, if they get negative tests back tomorrow, also um, on Saturday, maybe they could get in the team facility by Sunday, um, you know, in which case at least you have a couple days in the team facility on the practice field to get ready. Uh, you know, that that would be the, the best case scenario. Um, and at least, you know, it's not a situation where you've got a game Sunday and the first time you're on the practice field is Saturday where you go through a walkthrough. You know, so I, I think there's potential there where it's it's not, um, you know, a total uh, disastrous situation as it could be. But, you know, is it unfair? I think it is. But that's that's just kind of the nature of the situation we're dealing with. All right, let's talk about the team on the field. 3-0, and um, they've won a, a few close games here. They're scoring some points. Uh, how is this team winning and, you know, is it sustainable the way they're winning? I, I don't think it's quite – I think at some point it's going to catch up to them if they keep playing the way they've been playing. You know, it's – it's 3-0 uh, has taken three game-winning drives by Ryan Tannehill, three game-winning kicks by Steven Goskowski. Eventually that that's probably going to catch up with you if you keep playing like that. You know, the, the offense um, has looked so-so. I don't think it's looked quite as dominant as it did toward the end of last season. Derrick Henry – you know, is, is up there with the rushing leaders, but he's not rushing with quite the efficiency that he was last year. Um, Tannehill's been solid. You know, I think the problems for this team lie mostly uh, on the defensive side for sure. You know, they've been abysmal in, in trying to stop the run. Uh, I believe they're at the rank 29th in that category. And then, you know, just factoring in the fact that uh, they, they won't have likely won't have Jeffrey Simmons, might not have Daquan Jones. Um, you know, both of those guys are on the COVID-19 list. They're top two defensive linemen. You know, you take those two guys out of the equation, 
you know, I, I think Singletary could have a field day just running against this, this defense. So um, I, I think the defense, uh, you know, has to improve. And it's, it's going to be hard given the circumstances. No doubt about it. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had such a monster year last year after they made the switch. Um, you know, has he been on track to as he how has he played basically overall? Yeah, you know, I think uh, against the Vikings, uh, it was a little bit of an uncharacteristic game for him. Struggled a little bit in the red zone, which was totally uncharacteristic of him since since he took over uh, the starting quarterback job in Week Seven of last year. He was he was the best in the NFL in the red zone. On the whole, though, he's he's more or less picked up where he left off last year. You know, the play action is still a staple of this offense. You know, when you talk about the threat of Derrick Henry and, and just what that creates, you know, for the team offensively, uh, you know, Corey Davis is having a, a, a pretty good start to the year. Obviously, they're without A.J. Brown or they've been without A.J. Brown as he deals with a, a bone bruise in his knee. Uh, he's been listed as limited on, on the practice report the past couple of days, which is obviously an estimated report of, of what yeah. they might have seen uh, because the Titans didn't practice. You know, so I, I could see him potentially play, playing on Tuesday, especially because the Titans have had a number of uh, wide receivers come down uh, on the COVID list. So he would really be needed. You know, John Smith tight end has looked really good. Uh, you know, so I think Tannehill, for the most part, has looked strong, has picked up where he left off last year. Again, I think the offense, you know, is, is humming uh, at a very reliable rate. It's it's really the defense that, that is the concern right now. All right. And uh, finally, we have an offensive coordinator here in Buffalo who's getting a lot of love with Ryan Dable and what he's done. And he's probably going to get some head coaching looks at the end of the season, especially if Josh Allen continues to trend. I've sure. really been impressed with Arthur Smith. I mean, tell me a little bit about you know what Arthur Smith has done. And is that the kind of guy do you think deserves some head coaching looks with what he's been able to do with Ryan Tannehill in that offense? Yeah, you know, I think absolutely. Uh, it, it, he's an interesting case because, you know, he's been with the organization since the, the early 2010s, um, you know, was the tight ends coach for a while, hired last year with with no prior offensive coordinating coaching experience. Um, you know, first six games of last year struggled with Marcus Mariota, but everything, everything kind of seemed to click once Tannehill took over. Um, and, you know, I think as much as Tannehill, Henry are, are really producing well, I think a lot of that is a testament to the way that Arthur Smith is really extracting the most out of them that he can. You know, to me, it goes back to the play action and, and how much this offense relies on that. You know, he's really good at, at calling, um, you know, big shots. Khalif Raymond's uh, wide receiver for them, you know, has come up with, uh, you know, a bunch of big plays last year. Last game, he had 240 plus catches um, you know, so it seems like Arthur Smith really knows his personnel well. Again, he's been with the team for a long time, longer than most people in that building. Um, and he's just pushing all the right buttons, has been since Tannehill took over. And I think all of that, uh, you know, this time, uh, or excuse me, uh, 2020, 21 offseason, I think for sure he's going to be getting some looks uh, as far as head coaching jobs go. All right, Eric. Well, look, we know one thing. They're not playing on Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or not at all. So enjoy your weekend off, I guess. What are you going to, you going to watch some football otherwise? Cause normally, you know, you'd be at the game or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch some football. Honestly, Sal, it's, it's kind of like groundhog day here right. every morning, waking up at six, six thirty, waiting to see, you know, if the Titans have any positive test yeah. results and, and the stakes are only going to be higher the next few days because, you know, because of, of uh, sort of just the game relying on negative tests. So, I'm, I'm for sure going to try and enjoy uh, some games on Sunday, which I had the chance to do last week, which was unusual two weekends in a row. It's totally unprecedented. So I'm going to try and enjoy that. But, um, you know, the next few days are going to be critical here for the Titans for sure.
Eric, thank you very much for uh, joining me here tonight. I know you got a lot going on. You're super busy with all the moving parts, especially breaking news as soon as we right before we <laughs> tonight. So thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your weekend away from the team and then getting back on the saddle again. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. That is uh, Eric. I think he said Backrack is how you say his name. I want to say it right again. And he is with Tennessee. And all right. We're going to get on out of here. I went maybe even a, a, a minute or two longer than normal. It's already 8.01. I try to get you out of here at 8 o'clock tonight. Bucks, Bears. I, you know what? I think the Bears might have a chance tonight. I know the Bucks are playing well, but they're a little bit banged up. And, you know, the Bears, short week. Bucks going to Chicago. I, I, I think I might like the Bears to hang in there tonight. Three and a half is the spread. I'd probably take them. I think it's going to be a closer game tonight than maybe some people realize. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset and Chicago wins. Probably against my better judgment. I'll say, you know what? Let's go with the upset and say Chicago. Survivor pick this week. Deadpool pick, pick this week. I'm still alive in both. I'm going to go with the Ravens for my Survivor, and they're playing the Bengals, so I'll take them on the death pool. Um, but without Lamar Jackson, maybe, last couple of days, we'll see. I think he's going to play, but we don't know for sure. So you know, we'll see where all that goes. Thanks a lot to Eric from the Tennessean, Eric Bacharach. Also to Dean Marlowe, Bill Safety. Thank you for listening, whether it's on the South Sports and Stuff podcast. You can check that out on Apple iTunes. Also, please remember, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That's why I'm wearing pink. Real men wear pink. It's my real men wear pink campaign. And if you want, you can go to my Twitter page, at South Sports. You can see how, if you want me to do a video message for somebody, wish them a happy birthday, or um, just, a, just a shout out, talk smack to your friends, whatever it is, it's 50 bucks and all of it goes to my Real Men Wear Pink campaign and the American Cancer Society. You can check that out through a cameo on my Twitter page at Sal Sports or you can just donate to the American Cancer Society. My Real Men Wear Pink campaign, my goal is $2,500 for the month. I'm at $1,600 right now. I'm $900 short. So go and do that, please. Also, thank you very much for coming aboard this show for the last few weeks because it's been a really good success. We got a lot more planned for you. And we're going to keep going forward every Thursday night at 730 but maybe not next week if the Bills play because we don't know. That's all up in the air right now. So check it out at WGR550.com. we got the latest for you. Howard and Jeremy will have the latest news for you tomorrow morning. I'll be joining them at 7 o'clock, and hopefully we'll have a little more to give you and exactly what's going to happen with the Bills and the Titans and the Bills and the Chiefs and all the stuff going on right now. Thanks a lot for joining me here on South Sports Live and the South Sports and Stuff podcast as well. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.